Pro tip, Costco has a Havarti pack that is just fucking, fucking incredible, man. <laughs> Smug Costco son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I know. Real fancy, real bougie. Not all of Costco. us are part of the club, <laughs> yeah, Anthony. Exactly. Excuse me, I'm an executive member, so you will treat me Anthony's with respect. Anthony's got the black Costco card. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, what's funny about it, though, they wrote me into the executive membership thing because you get cash back. Every year, I get approximately the same amount that I paid for the membership. So it hasn't really paid for itself. Oh, it's yet. not a lot, right? It's like 0.1% or something back or on purchases yeah. or 1%. I mean, if you spend as much money as I do on Costco, it's a little better. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's really just a self-replicating thing that just keeps me in, man. <clears throat> I just can't get out. I've been a member of Costco for years, and I haven't been there for years, so I don't know who's <laughs> oh, shit. who's worse. Costco is Anthony's Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, sure. basically. It's where he retreats, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hangs out with those giant bears. Dude, you joke about that, but I believe that when, um, <clears throat> uh, when I first moved up here, uh, I knew nobody. So I would, it, as sad as it sounds, I would literally just like... Actually, you know, the funny thing, Nick, uh, the difference between Southern California and Pacific Northwest, I would go to Northgate Mall and just like hang out there because it reminded me of Southern California because it was a fucking mall. But now you know three people. Yeah, exactly. Now I know three. Just malls. Like the the locus of social activity in Southern California for the large part during the daytime is around shopping malls. So that's like just the, and like to Greg's thing with Panera, uh, just sit in the Panera there and just people watch. You yeah. know, like I have all the cool stuff to do and eat in Seattle. That was what I fucking did because I miss Southern California. You went to a mall and you sat on a bench and you watched people. Yep. Did you have your little notebook of like <laughs> things to talk about with people too? Oh, yeah. Your little cheat sheet to no, socials. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> talk to anyone. Jesus, I'm not a psycho. I'm not a serial yeah, killer, Tarek. That would be creepy, Tarek, oh, if you actually engaged <laughs> with talk other to human people, beings. Please, give me a break. Yeah. That fucking notebook. Let me ask you this. Though. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Number one, Anthony's notebook. Yep, that is Anthony. How to be human, page one, right? <laughs> Straight from Mark but, uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I know. So what, what's the worst thing that you guys have done in solitude in order to pass time, right? So Anthony's, it sounds like his moment of shame is, um, what, going to... Northgate Mall repeatedly. That's the lowest, you to, would say? Well, actually, probably lower than that was just like eating at Costco food court. Same thing by myself, just kind of like that sounds like a good time. fucking time. Well, Greg, is, set the bar. You gotta have the right it, attitude. I don't know. Yeah, what do you mean when you yeah. say like? Okay, so when I when I moved to Oregon, um, early two thousands, I didn't have any friends there. So what I did with my time is I decided I wanted to be good at bowling. So yes. I would go oh. to the bowling alley and bowl 10 games a day by, by myself but like incredible. five days a week. <laughs> oh, wait, were imagine. you doing it in the hopes of trying to meet friends or were you trying to just be better at bowling? Just to be better at bowling. I, well, I that's decided not a lonely somewhere. thing, right? No, it's, it's not a, lo- a, lo- it's a lonely sad thing. thing but, though, I, mean, like, I just imagine Greg so so hitting a strike and just being like, Mate, yeah, nobody no one to high Nobody to high five. He's looking around like, did anybody see it? Yeah, I... I decided that I, if there were to be a list of things that I wanted to be comfortable with or, or at least competent with as a dude, 
I wanted to be able to go to a bowling alley with friends and say, oh, yeah, sure, let's bowl. And then be able to, you know, you wanted to be a like ringer. A That's game. fair. Like, where did this yeah. guy come bit. from? Just right. throwing him like Ernie McCracken. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I used to bowl league back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, that's a and weird way to want to impress. I had my scholarship, but I blew out my knee. I just wanted to be able to notch that on the belt and say, yes, sure. I am I am comfortable bowling in case. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love bowling and being good at bowling is is really, it's a fun thing when you like feel like you're in a rhythm. So I get it, but mm-hmm. it is still a sad sight to see you. At it a is, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't change it. I don't know, know man. I own like it, you were right? like a teenager. So like, I think it's way less sad. But if Greg was like 45 and bowling oh. by himself, that's the hallmark of a fucking loser. I didn't know you were a teenager. Dude, stop taking shots at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old you guys think I am. I'm not 45. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a teenager when you. I thought you were you were much older. So I don't know if that makes it better. It's actually. I think was, was this when you 20. were like ditching school for eight weeks at a time? <laughs> that was that was eighth grade. <laughs> okay. Oh, this wasn't then. I thought you said it's when you lived in Oregon. Yeah, remember when I moved to Oregon um, when I was about 20 years old? Ah, so he was in his 20s. He wasn't a teenager. Oh. Yeah, I just like, man, I, I always thought bowling was was kind of cool, and I just wanted to learn how to do it. So I would just go by myself all the time. I could not, uh, when I when I was desperately trying to find stuff to do, when I moved here as a law student, I didn't have enough money to do anything. So, like, the only things I could do was, yeah, drive to the mall, eat, and people watch, or Costco, and then also go to the free gym that comes with going to school. That was, like, the only things I could do. Also sit and watch people. (laughs) No, I actually exercise, Nick. I had the fun fun journey of, like, when you're just, because that was the first time in my life I'd ever, like, actually worked out. And so you have that journey of, like, you know, your first tentative steps from the stupid machines into, like, the free weights. And you're looking around like I'm at like everyone's staring at me. Oh, Everyone yeah. thinks I'm an idiot because I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a did, single shit. Did people shit. come up and try and like correct your form? That was no, always, nothing yeah. like that. I mean, I feel like the only time that happens afraid is afraid of you, bro. People who are yeah, <laughs> like who's the fucking psychopath with like the cheat sheet on how to talk to people? <laughs> Why is he still wearing gonna, a tie? <laughs> <laughs> working out in his Wrangler jeans and shit. <laughs> Right, they're gonna keep a wide berth from Anthony in his the, dress shoes, like the, doing squats. The guys, you joke about that, but I did see people like that in the gym, yeah. and those people are horrifying, oh, yeah. man. There's people that go like on treadmills people. with jeans and shit. Oh, yes, disgusting. God. There are yes. people that lounge around their house wearing jeans, and I it blows my fucking mind. Like no. more specifically, people who come home and change into jeans to lounge. Yeah, to That's be comfortable. Right? That's, That's insane. Uh-huh. That's not comfortable. Yeah, jorts I could see. Sure. No. Full on jeans? Never. <laughs> Cut off never shorts reason. about mid thigh. Yeah, just to Unless keep you're it going loose. to a Halloween party, you should never wear shorts. <laughs> uh, well. So you guys, sh- you guys we'll shoes, shoes on or shoes off at home too? Off. Shoes off. The second I'm trying to be comfortable, man. Yeah. Thank God. Shoes and savage. socks, man. I don't wear socks around the, uh, there, the place. There's mm-hmm. still some people that are shoes on and that blows my fucking mind. It's like one of the most disgusting things you can do. The bottom of your shoe is yeah. literally the least one of the least hygienic places. Yeah. Like it it's so gross and there's still people like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Nick, are your feet yeah, like dude. jet black? Yeah. I'm like walking <laughs> like <laughs> fucking disgusting hippie. Dude. You don't wear socks? I have to wear socks on my no, hardwood floors because so gross. we yeah. like sweep it or we, what am I talking about? My girlfriend <laughs> does all the cleaning. It's clean all the time, but at the same time, there's still like little bits here and there. So I imagine oh, yeah. your feet are like jet fucking black, Nick. Yeah. 
and just yeah. don't even mm-hmm. point those nasty hobbies <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> I don't know. They're clean right now because I showered and then I wore socks uh, and then I just took them off. You do not clean the bottom of your feet in the shower. No, I'm calling are, bullshit. Yeah, I do. I clean What, do you every... take a pumice stone and soap? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't, you liar. You, you want to see? Fucking... I mean, you... Greg, show us uh, Show us the, the shower cam you have. I'll fucking me. clean this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Fucking clean. I like how your feet are built like a refrigerator, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> 100% pure hobby, <laughs> you know? Thank God this is an audio medium. Black. They get fucking dirty. What happens when you get into bed, you filthy mongrel? Like, you just go oh, in there exactly. with black feet? It's disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah, you I disgusting guess so. So, you guys were, oh, Jesus so do we have two barefoot around the house people and two sock people? Are you I'm a 100%. barefooter? Is that what we're, I'm a barefooter. Yeah. If I'm home, I'm barefooting. Yeah. It drives you guys me animals, dude. crazy. You guys are I'm animals. Sorry. You guys are disgusting. Do you Greg, do you do bare feet on concrete? I like that too. Uh, that's a, that's such a SoCal thing, though. Like Greg, I can't believe you don't do socks. How cold it is here. Yeah, no, I no. I'm uh, inside my house, though. Oddly enough, the walls protect from the outside. <laughs> so, he lives in a well, home, Anthony. I was going to say a tent like he, he pays seven thousand dollars a month in heating to keep it at seventy five at all times. <laughs> Greg, you got carpet though, right? Yeah, I got. See, that's the difference right there. He's got. He's got. Okay. It's like one giant scrubber. You're just like scrubbing your feet as you walk through it. See, mine at least. I'm gathering the dirt. I'm cleaning my floor. (laughs) Greg is contributing to the filth. Yeah. No. What I'm doing though is I I have um, you know, all all sorts of uh, conductors connected to me. So I shuffle across the carpet. In order to generate electricity. I don't believe that that's true. Don't laugh. I don't believe that that's true. Now it's all coming together. Just now. Yeah, I did. But here's the thing, uh, Tarek. So I'm more aware of how dirty my feet are, I think, yeah. uh, more than you. So you walk around in your socks. Your socks are gathering just as much shit, but you're putting them on the couch and you're doing all this other stuff. Whereas feet are sweating more. Yeah, whereas I actually am aware, like, oh, my feet are probably dirty. I'm not going to put them on the couch, but I do go to bed with them. Yeah. 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 Dude, you already. <laughs> I like how you. I like how you built up this argument and then you just <laughs> lawyered yourself out of it. I didn't have to say anything. Like, thanks, yeah. dude. You proved my point. Yeah, I know. Uh, Anthony, what do we do at this point? Like, is this where, in lawyer terms, we say like case? Uh, I, what do we say? How do we rest my how case? Do we say, I rest. You could, the, you could the, say you rest your case. Uh, yeah, I guess the defense that would work. rests. Ooh, there it is. Not not to interrupt this. Give me give me five seconds. I just got a really great um, spam email announcing the mandatory worldwide release of Office 364 oh. that I now need to upgrade to. Yep, that so, sounds like a downgrade, not an upgrade. Yeah, no, I obviously I need to. I love Go. spam emails that try to pass themselves off as authentic. Like the I, ones or the, or the, like, I need help. Or the ones that offer you money, they're from like Zimbabwe and they're like, I'm yeah. on a mission saving uh, mm-hmm. sick children for the church. Yeah, you, you guys get all of those erectile dysfunction ones too. I right? literally <laughs> was just thinking about that about 20 minutes ago when I was going through my email. I'm like, is it, I think it has to be an age thing. They just know our age based on the internet. And so they're like, well, clearly uh, they're probably thinking yeah, about it. All of these guys are, I think just, ge- probably innocent. just gender in general because there are people that use, those ED pills recreationally. But right? did you it's get like an, those half of every rap song when you were in your twenties? Yeah, I do those in whippets. <laughs> <laughs> Still find whippets. It's the only way to get the plumbing working. How about the phone calls? You guys getting the phone calls? I feel like that do not call registry just completely 
lost all steam. Robocalling is such a fucking nightmare. I, th- I think John Oliver did a piece on it. It's, it's gotten so bad, but I get yeah. at least 15 calls a day from numbers that yeah. are from like Tacoma area code. Yep. And the first three digits are the same as mine. Yep. I don't know why same. that's a thing, but it's, it's, so it's called, much. it's like it's spoofing. You still have a two, five, three area code, right? Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It's all phone number spoofing stuff. These guys aren't really sophisticated. They're using like computer programs and like, third-party services like you can go to like websites and get like a a message or like a platform to do text messaging and calling through so you they just spoof it all they pretend to look like a legitimate coming from your area code right because if you got a call coming from your area code it's more legit but what is the end game there what are they money do you know that that is such a great point nick because i have tried to get these people on the line so many times and they immediately sniff me out that i'm trying to fuck with them I don't know. I've tried every permutation of like looking like a sap, sounding like a sap to get well, them. Well, you're thinking too hard. That's the problem. You mm. stop thinking so hard. Mm. You just act and dumb. stop reading from the notebook. I've well, what tried... have you found out? <laughs> so I, um, there's been a couple of different things that we've tried. Like one time, I got it at work, and the whole office kind of like got together to to try and figure it out. <laughs> um, and actually, we had so there's a, a coworker of mine who's like who was doing a really bad fake southern accent and he had the guy on the ropes for a while until he sniffed him out but like the most recent time i just wanted to have some fun with him so you know it says like the most recent scam is you know you have a package full with contraband this is the border patrol so i call <laughs> I, I hit one and uh, i get connected to a guy who clearly has a very thick like either ethiopian or like kenyan accent and mm-hmm. he's like border patrol and i'm like i have a question He's like, yeah. I was like, how stupid? How fucking stupid do you think I am? And he was like, fuck you, and hung up. And like, <laughs> He's all mad at you. <laughs> yeah. So Anthony, you're wondering why your tactics aren't working. No, but I've that was the time when I wanted just to see what happened. But other yeah. times I've been like, wow, this sounds. And Annie has tried this too. Like, this sounds really serious. Like, you know, what do I do? What do I need to do? And like, they won't, they won't engage. I don't know how how helpless I need to sound in order to get well, them going. Well, it's all it's all layered, man. So what these what these guys do. It's huge in India, it's huge in parts of Africa, and it's huge in like China and Russia. And uh, what these what these guys do, it's like a multi-level staged operation where you've got fleets of people that are, they have no idea what's going on, but they just like cold call, like cold call like thousands and thousands of numbers till they get a sucker on the phone. And then what they do is once they have you pinched, they send you, they direct you to their quote manager. And then the manager either gets you to install software or just like finishes the whole lure, right? To like make you divulge like information to like collect info. But like ultimately what they're trying to do is like if they get to the point where they're trying to take your money, they'll go ahead and like try to get you to buy gift cards. That's like money laundering. Yep. I know, but I can't I, even get that far. They just yeah, really well, keep no, calling them because stupid. You're, you're not, well, that you're one not, time you're, you're not, you can't act that dumb. I worked with a guy who fucking lost like five grand to these idiots Ooh. because he was an idiot and he literally yep. drove around 7-Eleven to 7-Eleven, no. pulled out, it's like 300, um, like $300 gift cards at a time. And like, I know someone that happened to you two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Oh God. Dude, and then yeah. you talk about like, can you give you me their know. number? I want to figure out how to get like them roped in the way that they got that person. Like, <laughs> it's not what hard. Are the, what dude. are the, t- Teach me the secrets. You say that to dude, her, and seriously, don't... try and get them. Like when they call you, try and get them on the line. They sniff you out immediately. It's crazy. Mm, I've I've done it before. I got a guy. Oh, uh, I got hit up on a Facebook one, uh, like about a year ago, and I got him all the way to the point where he was sending like pictures of like the area that he's in and like 
Um, I was like hook, line, and sinkered for like Google Play credit card or gift cards, all that jazz, man. You just gotta play stupid. You honestly, them. Anthony, Fuck. you sound too intel. You sound too smart. You sound you, the way you articulate. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking too much. You big dumb idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's seriously because I, I'm telling you, this guy that fell for it sounded like the type of person you would imagine would fall for it. He just didn't do an impression of his accent or. It wasn't an accent. It was just like his grammar, like the way he spoke. He was just like very simple in his speaking. Uh, I don't know. Dude, you're going to put me on the spot. Like, <laughs> like he would say like, uh, like, okay, think of uh, certain well, people you know that understand. would say, yeah, that would say something like, uh, <laughs> I can't even talk like How it. much of a like, mook is he? Like on a one to I didn't, 10 scale like, of I didn't mook. say nothing to him. Like oh, that like kind of shit. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't tell him nothing. Like, okay, <laughs> you already told them everything. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. That's like a five out of ten mook. Right that there. also yeah. presupposes that these people all over the world have a very, like, sophisticated understanding of American syntax and grammar patterns. So there's got to be something else to it because there's no way they can, like, deduce from shit, your grammar. Dude. So it's got to be something. I got I to gotta find the key to get these people, like, going. <laughs> you are, this dude, is my quest. As, this is my white whale. expert in this area, you are overthinking this so <laughs> but At first, much. I didn't. At first, no. I didn't. At first, I was not overthinking it. I was just literally asking them questions like, what, what are you calling? What am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, not, not all that stuff. But they would hang up on me immediately. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do I need to do to like get you to try? Maybe and scam okay. Me, so man? if it happens again, because we're kind of getting into that that time of year, maybe don't ask so many questions. Maybe just react to whatever they're saying. I feel like this is victim probing, blaming. I feel like this I am, is victim I am, blaming. I am victim you blaming. You guys yeah. are. You are a victim. Yeah, tell me of I asked for it. Yeah. Tell me I'm asking for <laughs> you gotta, it. You're gonna cancel us, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. The way of my, the no, way that I'm no talking, more. acting. All right. <sighs> Just let them do it. Like that's, that's what, just, I've tried. Just lay back and let them do it to you. I know, that's I've what tried I'm telling that. you. That's I've my tried just get a three-way man. call when he, when one of them calls you. Idea. Just call me and put me on, and I'll show you how. It's but you know you. that's gonna make them hang up on me too because what's the hook there? Like if you're my oh, yeah. accountant, if you're anything, like they hang up immediately. I've thought of answering the phone too. Like I know it's illegal to impersonate a federal agent, but just to say something like. Who's Hello. gonna report you? The I know the <laughs> scumbag in India. <laughs> the scammers like, are gonna be like, yeah, like <laughs> Hello, Department of Phone Fraud or something like that. When yeah. I, I pick up the phone, it'd be kind of funny, but uh, I just well, there was that video that was pretty. Fun. I mean, it, it was like an actual sheriff or something, and uh, she was. <laughs> uh, they were on the phone with her, and they were telling her like the police are coming after you. She's like, oh really? <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> That's the kind of shit yeah. I want, man. I I see those videos. I dream that one day it will be me. But uh, not today. Keep at it, man. You I know, just keep you'll trying. You'll get there someday. Yeah, like especially the best time for that is when they call when I'm on the can, like, and I'm bored anyway. Like that's the best time. And but I you're really not hope prepared, they can. Though. Yeah, I guess, but I, uh, I really, but I've got nothing else to do, so I can focus on it. And I really hope they can hear the background noise. I really pray that. They <laughs> you're like, please, I have. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just very nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the emails though. Like, I'll reply to the emails, and and I can usually get about two or three responses from them. But <laughs> after a while, they they catch on. They call or, them or I'll Nigerian. Just, they call uh, them Nigerian print scams, and they've been around since the '90s. And the thing is, like, they're not sophisticated, but they work. They still they work. work to this day. And, and that, if you cast a wide enough net, it's a big right, problem right? Catch um, with lawyers. Yeah. That it's a it's a it's a play on the old check cutting schemes. 
Uh, and lawyers are a big problem uh, with it too because what is that? What is the check cutting scheme? So a check height, the check hiding is where you just essentially check you what? Oh, check height. Kite, 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 kite? like a, flying a kite. <laughs> yes. Kite. Jesus Christ. <laughs> make a sure, will only hear through his own filter. You have to very much right. articulate mm-hmm. what you're saying. Check right. kiting. Um, <laughs> kiting. T, 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 T. So. <laughs> okay, sorry. Bro, you uh, said it, not me. <laughs> so what happens is back in the day before Check 21, like, there was really slow verification procedures for checks to be cashed. So you'd have like three to five days before one bank realized that there wasn't enough funds. So you would just like get these checks in a row and just go from bank to bank to bank to bank and like launder the money that way and eventually cash it out. So with law firms, it's a problem because if you're a certain kind of lawyer and you have a bunch of money in your trust account, like you could have, like for example, in a personal injury firm, you could have like, I don't know, $10 million of client funds in your trust account at any given time. So like they can, if if you get tricked by this scam, like you've got a big pool of money and they can, they pretend to be like some client um, that just needs like finish one last thing. And it's just, it's not even that much more sophisticated than the regular Nigerian print scams, but these old fart lawyers fall for it constantly. Oh, the lawyers were the victims. I yeah, thought the it was like a racket that they were doing. No, it's the Because lawyer. I don't fully understand, how would someone go about getting all of that money? So what happens is... Let's say me specifically. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> Greg, are, if you want to commit a felony. Um, if it's like, you couldn't get the full 10 million, but what you do is you pretend like, okay, I've got this pro, I got this settlement. There's a proceeds check for 60 grand. And it's, it's the usual, I think this scam has other forms too, where it's just like, you know, I, I, I need you to deposit this check for 60 grand or whatever, and then pay me out from it. But the check they're giving you is fake. It goes in, it gets bounced. But by the time you realize it's bounced, you've cut them a check out of your trust account and then, um, so why does that fucked. check clear? Why can't you freeze that in time? Uh, because it's they, like it, de- it depends on, on how, bank. yeah, it depends how shitty the bank is and what the relationship is. So these people are sophisticated enough to know what banks will like quickly honor a check to where you can pull like cash out as opposed to just like money in an account. Um, so it gets pretty complicated, but it's all just variations on that Nigerian Prince scam, which is I have money, give me the money and then I'll give you the rest. Um, but people still fucking fall for it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. And this yes, guy that I worked do. with wasn't like some fucking 85 year old, you know, like senile guy. Like he, I mean, he was probably maybe 60, but like, come on, come on guy. You have to well, know that maybe some it's, federal maybe it's agent, being overly agreeable. Some federal agent know. isn't going to fucking ask you to go to Seven Eleven and pull out a gift card. Like I don't yeah. understand how people fall for it. It's cra- And I know it's fear, but like, that's crazy. I think part of it too, not to get too like, you know, actually deep on this, but I think there's a huge class gap because like people like that are in the professional middle class can sniff out like legitimacy for these kind of things because they've either dealt with the legal system or they know people in the legal system. They know what form it takes. But if you're like working class or something and the, your only interaction is like maybe you got a Dewey once, like... You know, you well, may not, yeah. red flags may not come up for you the same way. I think there's something to be said about that because it's like if you, maybe he had some stuff, maybe he actually had right. some kind of like problems with finances or whatever because uh, I got an, an email fairly recently and actually gave me a little bit of pause because they said uh, we 
have access to your laptop. And they actually gave like the, the username and all that. turns out it was an old laptop that I had. And, and I don't know if I talked to Tarek about this or not, but, uh, I sent one to Tarek once that said that they like hacked my webcam, but it was all just a, right. So it was similar where they were like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they were like, we have these videos and then they would like really like drill the shame into you. They're like, and you don't want to know what we saw. (laughs) You're into some weird stuff. (laughs) But that's when I knew I was like, give me a fucking break. Like the sextortion stuff is fucking huge now too. So like a lot of what I, uh, used to do at my previous company was like, dive into cyber scams across the whole spectrum, like cyber attacks in general. And on the lowest end of the spectrum are these sextortion scams where they're either sending out emails saying, hey, we got you, you know, jerking off to gay porn or something, and we're going to distribute the video to all your, you know. In 24 hours, if you don't, it's. Right, and pay to this Bitcoin wallet, right? That's another another really interesting way they do it. Um, But also they have like a, a thing called romance kits. And like on these underground hacker forums that I'm on, they sell romance kits or which are just like a bunch of pictures of random girls and they get them from like Facebook and all this stuff and they use them to build these profiles. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like these um, pieces of spam that hit you where it redirects you to like a dating site or whatever. That's just a big honeypot to collect all personal info and oh. credit cards and stuff too. And they use these, these pictures of girls to like lure people in and uh, it's pretty elaborate, man. You can collect a ton of info and even get credit cards that I, way. I had this interesting scam that I don't really exactly know how it plays out, but um, I don't know if you guys, do you guys get these um, Facebook friend requests that are clearly fronts for like people in the Middle East? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So okay. it's, that's a strange particular scam where it's like clearly people from Afghanistan or Iran that like, you know, catfish those profile like Tark is saying i don't know what their end game is like if it's just a classic fraud scam or what but well i have a question for Tark because i was off of facebook i was off social media for a long time and i i realized i had this account that i didn't ever completely deactivate i just uh you disable it so it's still act or active i guess um i came back to it and somebody had been busy it was like some fucking Middle Eastern. I mean, I don't know if it was actually a woman, but it was a picture of a Middle Eastern woman. And they sometimes got mustaches, of, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. All mm-hmm. of these posts that were like, and I mean, it was somebody had basically taken. Wait, over so that. what? They they hijacked your account and then they started reposting. Well, they hijacked my account and basically made it their own with their name. It just it was under my like essentially my email address that yeah. I had forgotten about. So what happens after? six months, eight months, a year to where your account becomes vulnerable to that. So that's really interesting. So somehow they guessed your like username and password correctly for Facebook. Right. And then what they do is like one of those motivations are to honestly put you in part of like a botnet. And what a botnet is like, this is kind of how disinformation campaigns happen. Right. Like, you know, how when we're talking about social media, how um, you've got like Russia that's massively influencing the elections and stuff like that. They use bots and bots are just like fake identities or sometimes legitimate identities. So, you know, one of the things are we've got like Facebook and Twitter. They're getting a lot better about detecting when you're making a fake account. Right. So what's the easiest path? Well, let me just hack grandma's account from Minnesota. Right. Who's posting pictures of her fucking cats. And then I'm going to take that and I have that as part of my botnet. Right. And then you, it's like whatever you want to do with it, you can. So pharma spam is really huge, like Greg's dick pills. Like yeah. that's a huge yeah. one. 
because that gets people to mm-hmm. fucking buy. Huge and one, then... Tarek. Let's not be overly generous. <laughs> I think medium, average at best. It's, very... it's proportion. It's a proportionate yeah, proportional yeah. one. Yeah. Is relative. I have small hands. Yeah. Well, so the that botnet... makes that helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yeah, the botnets like they built, they hack a bunch of people's social media. They've got it at their fingertips, and then if they want to like you know distribute like scat porn, they can fucking do that through all of their you know bots that they have a part of their big little cluster there so that's also just be used for for like quantity of likes and shares like where they're basically just using it as something kind of benign but also malicious because it's inauthentic well Well, there's whoever they're whoever's on their friends list as well well dude there's money into that established list of people you know so you could like pay companies to like hey i want to boost something like hey i'm going to give you a hundred bucks and i want ten thousand likes on twitter and they do this same shit like they'll compromise these accounts and then they'll use them to like boost like likes for businesses or uh tweets anything man it's interesting i was just like oh i thought it was because it was dormant for so long that uh yeah that maybe somehow it becomes vulnerable like I guess if you don't change your, how, are you still using password one two three? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, it's it's so obvious three, that two, it's not one. obvious at this point. You right, know what I mean? That's so true. I hidden in plain like, sight. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, dude, like mm. when it comes to passwords, man, like you could sign up for some shitty app like ten years ago and use a password there, and then like that site gets hacked, that password gets dumped, and then yeah. like hackers share passwords with each other. So there's massive lists of passwords. And then, then it's just a matter of like luck and chance at that point. So you probably didn't do anything wrong, man. It's just bad luck. That's no, why they always uh, like say said, re- I... reset your password every ninety days. So oh fuck, ninety days. Okay, that makes that's sense. That's like super aggressive, but like that's yeah. what people generally say. Well, I, so. I took Tarek's advice and got LastPass, and actually my life is about what is uh, that ninety five percent less complicated. Well, uh, you know what? We need um, them to pay us to do a read on okay. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. freebies here. No freebies. Right. I'll just say quickly, LastPass or a similar service. You can get plugins on your phone in your uh, like browser, and it will autofill. Uh, and store everything for you. So you remember one password and it just autofills everything and it, you can generate super secure random ones and like easily change them uh, all through the same like website. Oh, gotcha. I think there's but other you competing only need services. To access the you only one. need to remember one password. The program. Right. And now you know, what about, if, what is the likelihood that that could be compromised? Well, you pretty... just keep changing that and make that oh, really gotcha. secure and you should be fine. Like I follow that, what is that? Uh, XKCD thing, uh, advice or whatever With for the passwords. Wrench. Yeah, we pick three random words, and it like is so much entropy oh. of the information or whatever that it's like impossible to guess. So if you just keep changing it, it won't be in one of Tarek's little lists, and yeah. you should be okay. But I'll check uh, it out. Maybe they'll yeah. send us some free. Some, is yeah, it free? send us some free shit. We're gonna need, I mean, substantial AWS backup. I mean, this is gonna really <laughs> test yeah, the whole true. EC2 this could be like the Kardashian. Right, we have to buy one of those Bitcoin farms to like supply the power that we need to front funnel the servers. Man, what I'm excited yeah. the most about is like when quarantine's over and Nick is like wearing his best. I would love to just see Nick wear his best suit and try to like slip in that he has a podcast, right? Like just, just at the bars what? and stuff. Oh. I just have this like Randy Sparks vision of you be like, you know, casually <laughs> mentioning. Just on a <laughs> pussy hunt, just like throwing it down. Like, yeah, I was doing a podcast earlier. And that's why I look so sweaty. But how are you seriously going to like check out my feet though? Into- They're really clean. <laughs> I'd be so fucking hypersensitive about not looking like a douchebag, but wanting to tell people I got a podcast. 
I'm not going to yeah. talk about it unless it's brought up somehow. But uh, but you marketing, bro. What happens? Okay, what happens if no, it's like that's a, not the market, round, dude. You're a ca- not, you're at a campfire it, and everyone's talking about their podcast, and then it comes to you. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, that, then it's a natural uh, uh, conversation. <laughs> I don't got yeah. a podcast. I like yeah. the I do like the idea though that Nick is like a door to door traveling salesman. That's his marketing <laughs> plan for the podcast. Just, just talking a loose about fitting doors. suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a, a briefcase full of no, like, man, yeah, business cards. That is the way that people uh, think that networking happens in LA and people in LA think that it happens that way. And they are very easy to spot. And, uh, I don't know anybody personally that a does it or B respects it. Uh, I've been a victim of it plenty of times where I'm talking and they just like, dude, I just want some nachos. I don't want to hear about your (laughs) I don't need your fucking collaborating. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not going to just unsolicitedly bring it up. Uh, but it does come up in, in conversation Nick, for sure. Nick, how many uh, scripts do you think you've written in your life? Written? Yeah. What like from three page to what? Yep, just any 90? kind of any from kind napkin of script. to like fucking no. War and Peace novel. Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. I've written like sketch scripts, so that are you counting yeah. that? Yeah, sure. I, I'm just curious about 30. volume thirty. I don't know. Yeah, how many of those are sketches, that, and how many of those are like more long half. things? Half are sketches. Have you written any like long form, like full movies? I've never written a feature. No. Have you written like shorts? Yeah. I mean, I know you did a short, a couple of shorts in Washington, but since yeah. you've been in LA, have you written any new shorts? Yeah, I've written a couple of shorts. I wrote a pilot that um, I sort of revisited recently, and it, I got a couple of chuckles from myself, but it's it's wait not great. What what was the pilot about? That sounds kind of interesting. It was, uh, this was maybe six years ago uh, or so, five, six years ago. It was about, uh, it was kind of about, it was about brewing beer. So I don't remember what I, it wasn't called Brews Brothers because that's an actual show. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And it's really bad. It better not be, man. I I gotta say, my my pilot, yeah, my pilot was, I think, better. Um, But it was, was, yeah. What was the, uh, what was the, the 80s slash early 90s? Uh, brothers, Bash Brothers, him. no, oh, with the, sorry, with the Greek the guy named Balky. Oh, Perfect Strangers. Yeah, so I'm getting Perfect Strangers <laughs> vibes in my head, <laughs> which is like brewing <laughs> beer. I don't know. I'm filling the blanks because you suck at telling stories. I want to hear about your pilot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's like, a good thing just, I'm writing. Brewing beer. Yeah. Like, you suck at telling stories. Let's hear about well, listen, your because, narrative. Here's, here's why. I'm because gonna fill in the blanks if you don't. Well, I think it's a big leap from brewing beer to. Balky from Perfect Strangers. I don't. <laughs> well, I, think, I don't. What I was think the you took two name? words that started with B and just associated them. There we together. go. What was your yeah. character's main name? What was the main character's name? John Wick. I do. <laughs> Blakey. I don't remember the main. Character's Armenian name. Blakey. Was, yeah. It was okay. Here's what it was. You it, do remember? You fucking I don't, liar. I, no, Tark. I'm. Ta- I just said this was like six years ago. I don't remember. Well, uh it was basically about these two guys trying to start a microbrewery and, and it was going to be sort of a, an, a serial uh, show where, so serial versus episodic is serial has like a, a forward moving uh, uh, story. Whereas episodic is you live in a world and every episode is its own isolated event. Uh, mm. So this was going to be a serial. So like by the end of season one, they were going to achieve getting the brewery up and running. Then season two was going to be, uh, them trying to operate a small brewery. So this was back when I was brewing beer and I was very much on my mind and I was trying to incorporate the two, but I didn't know anything about writing. So, uh, 
it's not great. Uh, it, so is it mostly pictures and crayons then? <laughs> <laughs> of puppy dogs and rainbows and yeah, yeah. Have you written any shorts <laughs> just, recently? Oh, I just, I don't know, man. No. I just had a thing where I just imagined being like a napkin drawing with the crayons and Nick like beer, <laughs> beer <laughs> brothers movie. <laughs> it wasn't then, far from that. And then it him was, just like yeah. sneaking into some executive's office and just yeah. like coolly sliding it across the table. Somebody <laughs> convinced me to type what you're saying. Yeah, the CEO <laughs> opens up the napkin with crayons <laughs> on it. I think I remember us talking about this idea though. Um, in Seattle at one point, right? I remember you and I kind of making a joke about, uh, you know, competing breweries, right? Or, or yeah. So there was like an underground, it it was very high concept, which is not wise, especially for, I think a sitcom, unless you are a great writer, but it was like, basically like they were like competing. It was, there was like an underground world of competitive brewing. And so these guys, the cold open of this was, uh, very mysterious, very um, ominous where they were, you know, cloaks, you know, faceless uh, people in cloaks and sort of ceremonial. And a guy is very nervous, sort of Temple of Doomy, and they're passing around a goblet. It's, it's, I'm telling you, You'd it's be not a good, good dungeon master, dude. <laughs> I have a question about D&D actually uh, to very much uh, segue out of what we're talking about. Cause I'm yeah. very insecure about Go my for writing. It, Aww, uh, <laughs> no, but actually it does pertain to writing. So I just learned about something that I want to start to utilize in my character development. Greg, do you do D and D? Yes, okay. absolutely. Do you, either of you guys, how much time do you put into character alignment charts? You know, None. well, okay. it really depends on the DM, Damn. right? So if like the, if the dungeon master wants you to, then you think about it and you do it. Right. But you know, sometimes the DM doesn't give a shit. Right. So, so you guys don't really work with them often. I do. I, I do, absolutely. But like the past couple of campaigns me and Greg have played, it didn't matter. But in the past, I've played campaigns where it did matter, yeah. Do you like them? Yeah, you know what's kind of cool too is always like pairing off alignment charts with like famous characters. So for example, Lawful Evil is Darth Vader to the T, yeah. right? And yeah. then Robin Hood is Chaotic Good, right? Mm-hmm. Where and, and so like that makes it a little bit more fun when you when you think about it like that. So if you're like nerding out and you're like, oh, I want to make Indiana Jones, he's like you know, chaotic neutral, right? He'll do good and bad things and he doesn't really care about the law, right? He's kind of self And so that's kind of fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I really, I just found out about it and it's, I, I think it could be very beneficial because right now with the thing I'm currently writing, I keep hitting these barriers because I don't know my characters enough. Uh, so if I put a situation in front of them, I don't know how they're going to respond. Uh, I can give them traits, but, but, that when I found out about that, I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting thing because that's a philosophy. That's like how you approach totally. almost anything." So I'm excited to, um, to take these characters I have and start plugging them into those squares, and then you kind of have to keep them true to those squares. It doesn't mean that yes. they're one dimensional, but like like you said, um, it gives lawful, you a template. Neutral, yeah, and and it's also I think it's probably good so that you don't have people overlapping. You don't want too right. many people who are lawful neutral or chaotic evil. Like you kind of want like totally. everybody to possess and it, one. It, it gives you like this like template too to like how would the how would your character act in a certain situation? So for example, like chaotic evil, right? That's like Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Like that's a oh, good yeah. example of that. And then anytime you're like writing a story 
and you're like, well, what would this chaotic evil character do? You would have at least a reference point and be like, all right, well, what would the Joker from, you know, Batman do? Because he fits into the chaotic evil thing. So I can see that being a big writing aid for you. Yeah. I, now, bringing uh, I just, it back, I know yeah. you wanted to segue <laughs> out of Brew Brothers, but I want to segue it's back into Brew Brothers. When we're talking about the main character, Balky, where mm-hmm. does he fit on the alignment chart? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, he's going to be probably lawful. Uh, I would say lawful. Good. So he's straight kind man. of a square. He's a... <laughs> yeah. I do you, you don't remember the character's names. I genuinely don't. I'm not lying to you, man. Like this is like <laughs> me trying to protect it. I'm telling you, I wrote this about six years ago. I read it about three years ago, kind of forgetting about it. And I read it and I was like, Oh, there's some, there's some moments I found humorous. They also could be subjective because I, maybe they were like personal to me, but it's not good. It's not a structured. It's crazy to think about you maybe sitting on a fucking gold mine or a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like some kind of like CBS, like CBS picks it up and he becomes a new like Chuck Lorre or something. And just God, no, but what if man, you can't argue that like there hasn't been worse shows. Like what, Nick, what was that? let me Perfect just strangers, solve. Right? Yeah, let me solve your problem. Just make the guy who I mean, brews it's no beer. equalizer, though. <laughs> the guy who brews beer is like a big fat guy, and his wife is super hot. There, solve yeah, your problem. That, that's you're fitting. Pick it You've up crossed now, into man. multicam universe yep. of like that very. Yeah. Is that what you're like in terms of writing? Is that what you're interested in? Is like sitcoms and comedy or like drama? Uh, or I, yeah, right now it is. So, you know, it, it sort of feels ever changing. Like I moved here because I was like, I want to make movies. And that's still true. But um, I've just fallen in love with TV and TV writing and specifically comedy and comedy writing since I've been here. And it's it's a I do feel like I'm sort of forcing a, a square peg into a round hole. But uh, it doesn't mean you can't learn it. It's just, it's a hard for me, for a lot of people, it's, it's harder to write comedy. Yeah. Um, one thing I, yeah. One thing I've thought about is because I see shows credited in different ways. It seems impossible to me the way that some shows are credited where like one writer will take a whole episode. Like it seems to me the point of a writer's room, one person can take like the reins in terms of the major beats, but like, in order to actually fill in the legitimately funny parts, you need help. You know, it seems almost impossible to write something funny by yourself. Well, what happens is they do, they do the writer's room, staff writing, and they have six, 10, whatever people. Uh, and it's just like, like info dump, brainstorming back and forth, like ideas, 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 punch up, punch up, punch up. And then a, the writer goes and writes the script out. The script oh, out. I see. And then sense. if they need to do more, they'll bring it back for another draft and they do more punch up with the staff writers. So it is a collaborative effort. But the writer that you see credited is the one who writes the script out. Like I they see. write it out hmm. with that, all the beats and stuff. And I, yeah. I bring that up, Nick, because it's an impossible standard to judge yourself by, like to, to, to like draft solo a funny pilot. Oh, it's it's not easy. And people do it, obviously. People do it every day. But and most pilots suck. That's yeah. The other oh thing. no, most pilots are. Dude, I've read ten times, fifty times more terrible scripts than I've read good ones. There oh, are yeah. there are way more bad scripts out there than good ones. But it, what it take what it the what it takes to actually get your pilot through is insane. It's insane. Yeah, you need it's to not, have like uh, a dad that's uh, already in show business, and then your pilot will get through. Sometimes, like, like the, yeah. I know, like I was gonna say, I think I shit too much on girls last 
last time we did this episode, yeah. but literally I saw <laughs> I an article. Too much on girls. <laughs> and that's why we end the episode yeah. today. Hey, the, can you just like snip that out and like yeah. have that be the intro? Like you're fucked, Anthony. Yeah, that's fine. I like to shit on girls. I'm not. I'm not too ashamed. Much on girls. And then cue the intro music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But like, supposedly the pitch there was like on a single sheet of notebook paper or something, and Lena Dunham just writing like millennial women, you know, coming of age thing. Sure. Uh, that's Judd Apatow's bag, man. He loves that stuff. Yeah, but... And she wasn't that, a nobody. Well, she had, what, like small furniture before then? So, yeah, um, I mean, she proved she was technically common. But the same is interestingly true. I guess they didn't have the same nepotism, but the, the uh, Game of Thrones guys, like they're... Well, I guess actually, no, I take that back. Their pitch, they wrote a full, like, Bible for that, even though they didn't have experience, but... It seems like for Lena Dunham, having that one project under her belt and the connections was enough to like come up with a bare bones pitch and. But that also Game of Thrones had source material behind it that was. That's like true. Huge. That's not a perfect analogy. for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a while, and then it completely dumped. And you know what I noticed about that? I think, I mean, I, I, that's a show where I've gone completely 180 degrees on. I really love filling in plot holes for stuff that I like. Like I don't, I have no problem doing that. But I I gave up on that show at a certain point because I saw the actual like script that these two idiots had written, and it went when they when they weren't when they didn't have Martin they were lost completely mm-hmm. and like there were these asides in the script and stuff that were just to me the sign of people that were like not I'm sorry sure. like they're they're skilled producers clearly because they made that shit happen but. Like the writing was fucking atrocious, and the actors did a lot of heavy lifting. And uh, God, that I, I so before I thought, well, you know, the plot holes are explainable, and part of it is just making a TV show is hard, and they had to finish it up, blah blah blah. But then I saw the script, and benefit of the doubt, pff, yeah. gone. Right. Yeah. Last season I, I, makes no fucking sense. I think the shows that are successful, if you look at the pilots, forget the ones that are already established like Chuck Lorre's going to have anything he ever wants made forever. Uh, but you know, uh, was it Michael Horowitz or, um, uh, Nick Pizzolatto or Seth MacFarlane, like these guys and they, and they didn't come out of a vacuum. I'm sure they had some sort of, uh, uh, you know, hand in the, in the, in the pile, but their pile, like they were so unique. Their shows were so unique and so specific that they stand out. And most, pilots especially even like the one i'm writing right now or trying to fucking write what are you writing right now uh it's just an animated uh comedy animated sitcom about what it's so there's these brothers that brew beer (laughs) (laughs) it's called one of them's greek his name is yeah Yeah. it takes place in a local winery (laughs) (laughs) the main character's name is labke (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm not going to get into the details of it but uh not on here but high level like high level, like high high level, like one what? sentence, one high sentence. level, like yeah, like give me the not an elevator pitch, but like come on, you can't just say that you're writing a pilot and all right. So there's a guy, yes, I can. Named there's a guy named <laughs> Rick, you can, but you're a dick for doing it. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta give us a little and, bit more. And he turns into a pickle, and people call him Pickle Rich. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is that what Fuck, it is? that was obnoxious. Oh my god. Uh-huh. No, uh, the 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 broader point. What I was saying is: it a is comedy? That, is it a romance? Yes, it's an animated in my, sitcom. 
Okay. I'm not going to write a fucking romance. Are you kidding? Well, I don't know. Why not? You're a very romantic man, Nick. We can't clean your feet are, dude. (laughs) We fucking fill in the blanks. So in my head, you're writing one of those like bare-chested, blonde-haired romance novels that you see It's a continuation of Little House on the Prairie. It's where Mm -hmm. all the kids have grown up and they've returned to the house. Yes. It's a big house now. Okay. It's gotten yeah. over time. It's big house right. on the prairie. There's a there's, there's a, a Kmart and a Walmart the at the street. Like it's yeah, expanded. 